Welcome to the Christian Ministry Church Podcast. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Now for today's message by Pastor Paul Kern. So I want to talk to you about trusting God in the process. Trusting God in the process. Have you guys ever noticed how easy it is to, you know, be thankful and to give God praise and worship when you got all the answers? You know, life's going pretty good. No major hiccups, no major problems, no major catastrophes are taking place. Life's going pretty smooth. It, it's all your needs are met. You know, your bills are paid. Your car's not broken. You know, everything seems to be working pretty good. And I, and I think in these moments, it's very easy to worship and thank God. You know, it's easy to worship and thank God when your future's clear, when you know what's around the corner, you know what's going to happen next. Things are pretty solidified. But, but what about the times when your future is unsure? You know, and, and things are broke. You know, the washing machine broke, the refrigerator broke, the car broke, and they all seem to break in threes all at the same time in the same week for some reason. I don't know why it happens that way, but it all does seem to happen that way. And what, what about times when you're in seasons of uncertainty and struggle? Maybe you're in a little bit of a fog when it comes to your future. You really don't know what is around the corner or you're in a really difficult season in your life. You know, maybe you're struggling emotionally or you have unrealistic fears or there's health problems in your life. I, I think it's easy to worship God when the sentence ends with an exclamation mark, but it's hard to worship God when it ends with a question mark. And that's why it's so important that we talk about what I want to talk to you about today is about trusting God in the process because the fact of the matter is church we're all in process every single one of us in this room we're all in different places different ages different geographical locations different seasons we have people that are listening to our live stream and are tuning in by our podcast or YouTube and we're all in all in different places and, and it's in these moments when we are unsure Maybe even when things don't seem to be happening at all. I mean, nothing big is on the horizon. Nothing really seems to be taking place. It just seems like you're just kind of in the whole hum, seemingly meaningless routine of getting up every day and going through your same routine. It's in these moments that God is wanting to make you bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. It's in these moments. And, and it's difficult to trust God in the process when he's moving us forward to our desired future. And I know that everybody in here, we all have dreams, we all have desires. I have, I have things in my life, and thank God I've had dreams that God has fulfilled. So, so has he for you. But, you know, God wants us to dream again. God moves us from glory to glory to glory. He doesn't want us settling in. You know, God wants us moving forward. And when you look at Scripture... And you study God's interaction with people, you will see that God always leads people through a process of preparation. Always. God has always done this. God will always continue to do this. But I think it's good to look at Scripture and look at people who live their lives so that we can kind of capture what that looks like so that we can understand that in the application of our own life. You know, for Joseph, 
for example, 13 years of preparation for Joseph. We think about Moses getting the, the call from God uh, to be the deliverer of his people, and Moses spent 40 years in a wilderness as God was preparing Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. Jesus, Jesus himself, Jesus spent 30 years in preparation to do three and a half to four years of ministry before he laid down his life to redeem mankind. See, there's an important principle that can be seen here. Every person God uses and blesses in any capacity must first be prepared to function in that capacity. That's the way God works. Everybody wants to be blessed and everybody wants to receive a promotion. Everybody wants to move forward. We all want that, I want that, you want that, but few people are willing to pay the price to be made ready to handle the responsibilities that come with the promotion. <clears throat> because with every level that God moves us to, there will be a greater weight of responsibility that is placed upon our shoulders. That's what blessing is. We all want to be blessed, but blessing is nothing more than our ability to handle a greater level of responsibility. So there has to be a process of preparation for God to do a work in us to move us to that place. Can I have an amen? Now, <laughs> the process of preparation, it, it's often despised. Let's just be honest. You know, if, if we're all just going to be honest here today, and I, I will be honest, okay, I'll kind of have a vulnerable moment here. I have murmured and I have complained at times about where I was in the moment. Now, I know y'all haven't. Y'all got it all together. Our audience listening, I know y'all have never done it. I'm just being honest and letting you know but, but I think the process of preparation is, is often despised, at best overlooked. But seeing the importance of preparation and, and, and the process needed to get us to the place where we're ready is so vital and important. And the reason it's vital and important is because if we're going to continue to be successful in any endeavor, any endeavor that we undertake, we're going to have to be prepared to be able to stand up under the weight of that endeavor. Can I have an amen? Whatever it is that you're praying for, whatever it is that you're believing God for, whoever it is that you're praying over, and we're, we're all doing that in our lives. Let me offer you some encouragement. God is looking for someone who will let him grow himself on the inside of them before he grows them on the outside. That's what God's looking for. You know, th think about David for a minute, okay? We all know the story of David, King David. So I'm not going to take the time to, to recap it, but just, just to get my point across. So Samuel, the prophet, 
was called by God to go anoint a new king for Israel because Saul, you know, God wasn't happy with Saul. You know, well, that's a whole other story. And so, you know, Samuel comes to Jesse and all of his sons get lined up. And, you know, Jesse, Jesse's there, his sons are there, Samuel's going down the line. You know, okay, God, tell me which son it is that you want me to anoint because you called me here and he's going down the line nope not that one not that one not that one oh well it's probably this one he's tall dark and handsome not that one he keeps moving all down the line none of them and so Samuel's really confused Jesse is this all your sons well I got one other son you know a little little ruddy guy he's out in the field taking care of some sheep he said well go get him because I'm not sitting down till he gets here they go get David they bring David up. I mean, Samuel sees him. God says, that's the king. So in that moment, he has a flask of oil, and he anoints this young teenage boy to be the king of Israel. He, I mean, it's, it's a very prophetic moment. It's an anointed moment. God moves. The call is announced. The title is given, yet it was 20 years in the making before David ever took that position in that throne. 20 years. It took 20 years to build the roots in David's life and get him ready to bear those visible fruit. Now we get impatient in 20 minutes, 20 hours, right? But this is why it's so important that you understand preparation and that you trust God in whatever process you are in right now in your life. I remember coming here in my early 20s. I was 23 years old when I came to Christian Ministries Church. It was 1988. I came to Applied Life, our college age internship. I was there for two years. I graduated, I was doing air conditioning and refrigeration before I came here, so I just resumed that um, job because I had to make a living and I had to pay rent and I had to have a place to stay, so that's what I did. I worked for a man in our church and then ultimately, Pastor Tim asked me to come on staff full-time. I came on staff full-time as a maintenance man. I did a lot of the work around here because I grew up on a farm and I did a lot of that kind of stuff. And so I was pretty good with my hands and I was eager to learn whatever I didn't know. And, and so I began to work in that capacity. Well, then opportunities would present itself for me to, back in those days, we had Sunday school. Y'all remember the days of Sunday school when we had those at churches and, and I would give my testimony at a Sunday school or we, you know, back in those days we had what we called, some of y'all remember the buffet nights that we had on Sunday where we had different speakers and they would speak about different topics and you would go and we just called them like the buffet and so I got an opportunity to speak at those and and lo and behold people would show up to hear me speak and I was very surprised I was like well I, I wouldn't have come to hear me speak but I'm glad y'all are here you know and 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 opportunity present itself and then then people began to encourage me and they began to you know motivate me and and then I, I had people who prayed over me and people prophesied to me over my life. And I even had a couple of people at different times anoint me with oil here. 
And those were all great occasions, and I'm, I'm very thankful for those occasions, but, but what none of those people told me that encouraged me or prayed for me or spoke a word over me or anointed me, none of those people told me, by the way, it'll be 15 years before most any of that stuff that we're talking about even remotely begins to become visible in your life. Process of preparation. Process of preparation. We're all in this process. And you know, looking back, I wished I knew in my 20-year-old self what I know now in my 50-year-old self, right? That's called hindsight is, help me, mm-hmm, yeah, hindsight's 2020. See, the lasting fruit and the lasting blessings only come through a long journey of putting down deep roots in Jesus. That's the only way they come. And without deep roots, there's no fruit. And if there is any fruit, it won't be fruit that lasts. It'll be like the Bible describes, you know, the seed fell on the shallow soil and it took root quickly, but because it was in a shallow soil, when the sun came, it, it withered up the tender shoots, you know, and they just couldn't endure. And I always say, you know, you guys have heard me say this lots of times, if you've been here for any amount of time, anybody can start something, lots of people do. I'm not impressed with that. I've had more people talk to me about diets that they've started and workouts that they've started and businesses that they've started and all kinds of stuff. And I'm excited that you started. But you know what really impresses me is finishers. <clears throat> I've watched lots of people start lots of things. And I'm proud for you that you do. But people, people that have grit to reach the finish line, like our Run for God group, just did after 13 grueling weeks of training and all different kinds of weather. Pe people that, that, that do that, they find, they find purpose in the process. And I'm gonna say that again. People who cross the finish line find purpose in the process. If you don't, Find purpose in the process of where you are right now, you'll never make it to the finish line. Because there's going to be so many days that just seem, now get me, understand me, they seem menial. Oftentimes they even seem meaningless, like you're not making any forward momentum at all. It's kind of, it kind of reminds me of when I was younger, and, you know, we, we're coming in this time of the year, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you go see relatives, right? And I remember when I was a kid growing up, and I would see some of my relatives that hadn't seen me all year long. And, you know, those, those ants that always want to grab your cheek and squeeze and go, oh, you're getting so big, you know? And, and I'm thinking, I don't feel like I'm any bigger. Oh, you've just grown so many. Y'all remember that? You've grown so much. I'm like, you're growing like a weed. And I'm thinking, no, I'm short, and I wished I was a lot taller. <clears throat> but because you, you live within your own shoes, sometimes we don't see the progress that is being made because it seems slow to us, and we get frustrated. We get frustrated. 
And the sad truth is, over the past 35 years of being here at our church, I've watched lots of Christians fall into compromise. I've watched lots of people give up on their dreams and their calling. I've even watched people turn their back on God completely and fall away and walk away from God. I've watched that. And boy, you talk about sad to see that happen in people's lives. And, and the reason that that happened is, is because they never allowed God to make their internal world a place where his word could thrive. And that's what we have to do. And that's done through process. Process. Day in, day out, day in, day out, little by little by little. There's no magic pill. The name of Jesus is not a magic word. You're not going to wake up one day and just coast up to your dream fulfilled. Be nice, but that's not how it works. God works through process and preparation. Now, on the other hand, <clears throat> there's nothing more exciting than watching people stay true to the process and then get to see them revel in their miracle, their breakthrough, their moment, that thing that God wanted to do in their life. I love it. Man, I've been around people. It's like, Paul, we've been, we've been saving and saving and saving and, and cutting back and not spending, and we just paid off our cars. Yes. Is that not a great feeling? Paul, we have been putting back and putting back and putting back and, and trimming and cutting back, and we just paid off our note for our house. Whoa. You talk about I remember when that happened for me. My first home, I paid off my mortgage. I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. That's the best thing ever happened to me. I thought, oh, dear God. But, you know, there were a lot of vacations that we didn't do. There were a lot of clothes we didn't buy, and there were a lot of places we didn't go eat. And there's a lot of lattes we didn't buy. Because we had a vision, and we knew that to arrive at that place, it was going to be a process. A process, and it wasn't going to happen overnight. See, submitting to God's process has to become just as exciting and rewarding and fulfilling as the outcome that you're looking for. And, it, and if, if it doesn't become that for you, then you may never make it to the outcome that you're wanting to get to. And God, God has breakthrough and fruit for all of us that he wants us to achieve, but we're gonna have to be faithful in the process of preparation while God is getting us to that place. And, and one of the reasons this is so is because if, if, even if you do make it there, you're going to make it there without him, and it's not going to last. It won't remain. It'll, it'll, like I said, I, I've, seen a, I've seen this. I'm just telling you guys from experience, I've seen this, and that's why it's so important, especially if you're a young person in here, because, you know, it's, it's easy to get frustrated when you're younger, and especially when you're looking at people that are further ahead of you, further down life's way than you, they have more money than you, they're in a different season for you, and, and it's easy for you to look at other people 
But that's not the formula for success. In 2 Corinthians 4.18, it gives us the recipe for a successful life. Listen to this, 2 Corinthians 4.18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So I just want to remind us all, whatever dream that you're believing God for in your life, whatever vision that you are having as a human being, it won't last. Because it's all part of this world and everything in this world is temporary. I had, a, I, I, I had a dream for years and years and years, you guys have heard me share this, for having a home and have worked for years hard. I've made a lot of sacrifices to get to that place to where we built our home this past year and we moved into our new home and we're so blessed by that and we use it for the kingdom and it's all God's <clears throat> and, and, and I'm, I'm thankful for all of that. But, but I want you to know, here's something I do understand. We will die and somebody else will get that house. Right? Is that not true? I don't know who it'll be. Somebody will get it. Somebody will enjoy it. We're, we are temporary residents here. So what will last is the work that God does deep, deep inside you as you allow him to work his purpose in your life as you walk through faithfully the process that God has you in right now. See, then you won't despise where you're at. God doesn't want us despising where we're at. It's like, I would like to be anywhere but here. <laughs> and, and so what that does is it gets you, so, so for example, I think, you know, like being, having a leadership mentality and being a, having that leadership mindset ought to have you looking ahead. You, I mean, having vision for your future and the things that you want God to do in your life. But you gotta be very careful that you don't get yourself into a situation that you're looking so far ahead that you're completely frustrated with where you're at. I remember listening to James Dobson. How many of y'all years ago focused on the family, James Dobson? He wrote this book called Life on the Edge and I was a young adult, like a lot of you guys over here. I was in my early 20s and I read that book, Life on the Edge. It was written to young adults and I don't even remember hardly anything about that book. <laughs> but I remember one line in that book and it changed my life. It said, wherever you are, be there. Wherever you are, be there. So here's some advice. Grow where you're planted. Grow where you're planted. God can grow you right now where you are. The season that you're in, the situation that you're in, the circumstances that you're in, God can grow you right now where you are. You don't have to be in a different set of circumstances. You don't have to move to a different city. You don't have to attend a different church. You don't have to drive a different car. You don't have to be in a new relationship or a relationship at all for that matter. You don't have to have a different home, different kids, or a different dog. God can grow you right where you are. Amen? 
And the fact of the matter is, you are where you are today because God planted you there. So you, you have to understand, God has planted you there. You can grow roots of trust in whatever job you have, however much money you have, in whatever set of circumstances you're in. And here's the great thing about God, even if you missed opportunities, through bad decisions, a bad attitude, unfaithfulness. Even if you are listening to me today and you have wandered far away from God, you can start right now. Start right now. I love the scripture. God's mercies are new. What? Every morning. Man, I don't know about you, but I need that. God's got fresh grace. Boy, I tell you what, working with young people, and I do it every day, I'm like, God, <laughs> you're going to have to give me some of that fresh grace, Lord. I need it. I need it. We all need it. Amen? It's never too late to let God start cultivating a root system in your life that is strong and deep, and it doesn't matter how bad you've messed up. God will forgive you if you repent, and you can start fresh and new right now today. Yeah, but Paul, I'm so far behind. You know what? Listen, that's okay. That's okay. There's a lot of people that started way far behind, and they're doing great now. I started way far behind, and I'm doing okay. I know a lot of other people started a lot further behind than I did, and they're doing great. God is able to restore the years that the canker worm has eaten away from you. God can do that. God's capable of doing that. But I want to make sure everybody understands this. God always, always develops us before he develops our dreams and our visions and our goals. That's got to come first. And, and if you don't understand this process, you'll resist God. You'll get frustrated. And ultimately, you, you might even get discouraged and give up because it's not happening on your timetable. Well, I just want to give you a newsflash. God does not move on your timetable. He moves on his timetable. Now, you can slow that process. You got a bad attitude. You're murmuring, you're complaining, you're frustrated. Trust me, I'm a poster child for this. I can tell you all about it. I had to learn it. You can slow the whole thing down. You, you can bring it to a grinding halt, even if you, if, if you really get stupid and do something you shouldn't do. And we've all, most of us have been there, done that. I got a couple of t-shirts. You can come to my house and see them. That's why I'm telling you today, listen to me, don't murmur and complain about the process that you're in. Instead, embrace it. Embrace it fully and completely right where you are. You may be, you may be married today and you may be in the process of believing God for your stubborn mate to get their head on right 
and you are suffering. And it would be very easy for you to get lost in the process of this person that you're married to not being where God wants them to be. But I'm going to tell you the same thing Mordecai told Esther. How do you know that you have not been put in this place for such a time as this? That God might use you through your patience and through your prayers to move this person, this child, this employee, this employer, whatever, amen? How do you know? See, God doesn't want short-term success for us. God wants long-term success for us. God wants us to, Jesus said it, he wants us to bear what? Fruit. Fruit. And he even said, how much? What did he say? Much. Much. So God's all about us bearing fruit. God's all about us being productive. God's all about us producing. But listen, God doesn't just want you to bear fruit and much fruit. There's something that Jesus added to that that makes this very important. He says, I want your fruit to remain. Now, that's generational fruit. That's legacy. That's not we get all excited about something and we get emotionally stimulated about it. And we get a goose bump and now we're ready to go. And then in a week or two, we're not all that excited about it anymore because this is hard. So let me give some practical advice. <clears throat> and just some things that I think can help you as you're trusting God in the process that you are in right now, whatever it may be, in your own personal process or you're believing for somebody else who's in a certain process in your life. Let me, let me give you some practical advice that I think can be helpful for you, and I've done this in my own life. Here we go, number one. Number one, sound advice just to persevere in the process. Number one, tell God how you feel by pouring out your heart. Tell God how you feel by pouring out your heart. God can handle your frustration. God can handle your anger. God can handle your confusion. God can handle your disappointment, and God can handle your questions. Share your heart with him. Now, let me clarify something. I'm not talking about having an all-cry-out pity party in your floor. That's not what I'm talking about. We're not victims. We're more than, what, conquerors. We're victors in this life. So I'm not talking about, you know, you just having a complete meltdown. And, oh, God, you know, and all that. That's not what I'm talking about. But it is important that you're honest and authentic in your connection with God. And if you don't feel like that you can have a conversation with God in that way, then you're not connected with God in the sense of Him being Abba Father. Abba Father. And this is just great advice for the dads in this room. You got to be Abba Father to your children. They have to feel that they can come to you and share their heart without you giving them 10 things that they need to correct. Can I have an amen? You dad's got quiet. 
Because, you know, us, us guys, we want to instantly fix things when somebody brings us something, you know. Well, here's what you need to do. I'll, if you do this, I'll... <laughs> and it was, sometimes we just need to be quiet and listen to our children's heart and let them share that with us and then give them a hug and pray over them and don't give them any counsel whatsoever. And then you just pray over that for them. You pray over that for them. So, so number one, pour out your heart. And when you do, you'll begin to develop a deep, intimate connection with the Lord that is ultimately the goal. That's the goal. Getting the outcome is not the goal. The goal is getting him, not getting it. It's getting him. That's ultimately the goal. Number two, trust God to fulfill his promises. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God to fulfill his promises. We sang some beautiful worship songs today. Man, beautiful. I love that song, Names. Man, I love that song. L listen to the words of this song. I just want to repeat them to you. You are the final word. You alone decide when every page will turn. So I will trust in your timing, and I will rest secure. Mm. Did you mean that when you sang it? Did you really mean and really reflect on the words of that song when you sang it? Another song we sang, Jesus, have my heart, my will, my soul. Jesus, have my hopes, my dreams, my world. Listen to this. With joy, I lay it down. With joy, I cast my crown. Jesus, have it all. Wow. You know, during times of difficulty and delay, you have to wait patiently on the Lord. And I really think it, if you're going to sum up that word patience, it is trust. That's the only way that you can have patience is that you know that, that God's in control. God is looking out for your ultimate good. I think a, a relationship with God built on emotions only is unstable and shallow. It's just dangerous. But when you learn to trust God in spite of your current circumstances and in spite of how you feel in the moment, then you're laying a root system that goes down deep. That can sustain you through times of trouble and drought and difficulty. So number two, trust God to fulfill his promises. Number three, focus on God's unchanging nature. Regardless of how you feel or what the circumstances look like, because oftentimes you're not going to feel it and they're not going to look good. <laughs> you got to remind yourself of this. God is a loving, faithful father all the time every day remind yourself of this god is capable and willing to help you not only is god capable because he is capable but he is willing he desires 
to help us. Here's another thing to remind yourself. God is aware and knows every detail of your life. Every detail. I mean, the Bible says God knows every bird that falls to the ground. How much more is God concerned with us? It says he's got the hairs on your head counted. And for me, you know, that's a little easier job than some of y'all. For all the bald guys in the room. God's plans are to prosper you, Jeremiah says, to give you a future and a hope. So you got to remind yourself of God's unchanging nature. God is your ever-present help in times of need. God will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Get this, no matter how bad you mess up, and boy, I've blown it. I've been there. It's like, God, that was a, that was a bad one. She's still there, still faithful. And the last one, number four, remember what God has already done for you. Remember what God's already done for you. Listen, if God never did anything else for us, not any, any, never answered another prayer, another breakthrough, another miracle, another dream, nothing, he would still be worthy of continual praise. Continual praise. We sang that song. He sent his son to die for us. Eric, our stage host, talked about this today. He sent his son to die for us. And I think too often in the middle of our process, we forget the agonizing details of Jesus' sacrifice. He sacrificed for us. God moved heaven and earth to come near to you. To come near to you. To know you, to love you, to give you a secure future and a place with him when you die and you pass on into eternity. God's done that for us already. He secured that for us. And get this, he did that for us while we were yet sinners. When we were rebellious in our sin, God did that for us. And then you've got to remember all the times that God has come through for you. Come on, church. How many times has God come through for us financially? He's blessed us. He's provided for us. He's healed us. He's encouraged us. He sent people to us to speak into our life time and time and time again. You've got to remind yourself of God's faithfulness in your life in your past. And what that becomes is a stepping stone of faith for you to go higher and higher and higher because you look back and you see where God was faithful in all those times past. And if God saw you through then, guess what? God's faithful to see you through now. Now let me close with this. Thrive in your process. Thrive. Don't just survive. Don't have the mentality of, okay, I'm going to grip my teeth, Paul, and we'll hang on one more day. Maybe tomorrow it will happen. Maybe they'll come around. Maybe this will take place. Maybe that breakthrough will happen. No, 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 no. You can't look at it that way. See, and here's another mistake that I think a lot of people make. We look at other people. We look at where they are in their process. And we get discouraged because they're, they're further along than we are. They're in a different season and a di- you're not in that season. You'll one day, but you're not there now. I think the other temptation that we have to be careful about is 
And once again, this kind of comes with being a visionary person, and I think it is important that we are visionary, that we're looking into the future, but we can't be looking so far ahead to two or three or five years down the road to wherever it is that we think we're going to be, we re and we really don't even know what it is, but we just know it's not here, right? If we do that, we become so dissatisfied with what God is trying to do in us now. Sometimes we miss what God is doing right in front of us because we're too busy looking at other people or looking down the road that we miss it. And I want to encourage us, let's make it our goal to live our fullest today. Wherever you are, be there. Be fully vested and give it your, do it as unto the Lord. Do the very best you can in the season that you're in. And I'll close with this. Many people that I know and I deeply respect did not accomplish the things that God had for them to accomplish by simply following their passions. They did it by being faithful and obedient over a long period of time. Those are the people that I look up to. Those are the people that I personally respect. Those are the people that I model my life after and I want to be like. And here's why. Because I see the fruit in their life and I want that. I see the blessings. I see the success. I see the peace. I see the anointing. I see the power. I see the influence. And those are all the things that God wants us to walk in as believers. And that's only going to come as we catch a chair, sit down, and just enjoy the ride. Just sit, some of you, you need to hear this, I'm telling you. You just need to sit back and calm down. <laughs> you, you got, you're going 15, park it, buddy. And just trust God in the process. Now, I'm not talking, now some of you, you're like, yeah, let's just sit down. No, you need to get up and get going. You're sitting around way too much. You on the couch eating chips, playing games, and God bless me. No, that isn't going to work like that. Get your rear end up and get doing something. Yeah, are y'all hearing me? You got to apply it where it fits, but ultimately it just boils down to this attitude of God, I trust you. You're in control. Do that work in me that needs to be done. Change me from the inside out. Let my life be a blessing to you and to those around me. Amen? Y'all get something out of this? Praise God. Stand with me this morning. We'll pray it out. Thank you for being patient with me going five minutes over. But y'all know when Josh and I preach, it's bound to happen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you. And Lord, thank you for all the ones that are listening by podcast and by live stream. Lord, I just pray wherever they are, Whatever they're doing, whatever season that they're in, God, we ask that you bless them and you prosper them. Lord, we love you. Go before us this week. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.